Truth to Power podcast. I'm Curious G. This episode, we are dealing with censorship. Hope you enjoy the show. We back, y'all. It's your boy, Like Clockwork, Ace Cannon. I got my man over in front of me. It is... Curious G. <laughs> Thought I was gonna have to give it myself. I was like, I could have finished that full intro, but you know. Oh, he couldn't wait too long. If I didn't say something quick, uh, he'd said, be uh, chopping uh, in. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> that motherfucker is like clockwork. <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys know what time we do this thing, but it's like usually every week the same time, same bat channel, that type of thing. And I tell you, if I don't hear from this dude from text message or something like that, he knocks on my door, rings my phone <laughs> at that moment, like. <laughs> Goddamn clockwork. It's one of those things you can control, man. You know it is. Yeah. Integrity. Integrity. It's it's a dying art. You know, you're right. Loyalty is a fickle thing. Is a fickle thing. Mm. Well, let me let me clue you in. <laughs> yeah, please do, please do. <laughs> uh, we're talking about censorship. Mm. censorship censorship gets us to think the same then whips crack ideas back that stain mm. you know about that shit censorship well i mean it's you can do whatever you want as long as you do it the way we tell you hmm have you ever had any issues with censorship in your years yeah i uh well i'm a pretty f- free cursor Mm. And uh, sometimes, you know, it was even within my family. One of my family members was uh, not my mother, because I love you. Shout out always. But uh, she's actually the exact opposite. She always wants me to be expressing myself the right way. But I had someone saying, you know, don't talk, don't talk like that. You're cursing too much. And it's what we've kind of talked about in the theme of this show. It's like, you ain't fucking listening then. Mm. If that's what you're listening to, you are, your precedent is already set. You know, I've had it. I've had that before. Um, you know, I've never put my music out to where I had to have it censored, even because it was just like SoundCloud, some basic stuff like Audio Mac and stuff like that. So it, it never got censored. It never got big enough to where it. That's, was that's it. That might be it right there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's not affecting enough people. Yeah, because motherfuckers out. We got motherfucker on, on yeah. stuff. So, but yeah, I've never, not too much. More so, you know, maybe you should rethink that. I've had that happen within papers or, you know, even talking about certain people about saying like, you know, fuck the way they act. That's bullshit. Well, well, maybe you should approach them differently. Like, nah, fuck that shit. They're being a little bitch right now, you know? So I'm not going to censor myself when I'm just going to express myself with anger or happiness. Like I've been the same way, you know, I, I had someone at my place of business and she goes whoa 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 because i just said god i just need this to fucking work and i was like oh wait so when i say it you say something but i go but i've heard it 15 times in this office and i'm the one that you're going to talk about mm. so even that was censorship and i just literally go ah no i'm fucking good you know until my boss you know just but i mean i don't do it when i'm talking to clients or anything like that until I see the little leeway. They give me a little, yeah. you know, that shit's boring. I'll be like, yeah, man, it is stupid. I yeah. fucking can't stand that shit. They're like, yeah, me either, man. Then we just make a team, you know? So how about you? You ever dealt with censorship? 
Dude, I feel like I deal with it all the goddamn time, dude. Really? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm looking at censorship wrong, but why do you think you deal with it? Um, I think that I think that people are placed into boxes. A lot of times in our societies, we we end up in tribes. Yeah. Right? And I think sometimes we're guided to those tribes. And I think that censorship is the thing that controls our language. Yeah. Um, and if you can control somebody's language, you can control the way they think. Yeah. Cause you have to think about what you're saying. Therefore you're trying to, you know, appease the oppressor or mm-hmm. appease the person that's telling you not to speak a particular way. So let me give you the, the fucking definition here of, of censorship. Just so we're all, the more, you know, <laughs> uh, suppression or prohibition of any parts of a book, film, news, et cetera, that is considered obscene politically unacceptable or a threat to security whose security i guess governmental because this all goes back to the first amendment yeah you know um and there's five main freedoms that the first amendment deals with freedom of speech Mm -hmm. freedom of religion two freedom of press three freedom of assembly four and the right to petition the government. Five. Okay, these are the guaranteed freedoms that that are here for the United States people, you know. And and I kind of talked about this a little bit when I said, you know, we have, you know, freedom of speech, but we are we don't always act freely. You know what I mean? Um But you know, I think I think here lately, and I, I talked about this a little bit when we talked about those riots that were not riots, but those protests that were happening pre um, 2020 back in 2019. Like the ones that were around the world. You were talking yeah. The about? ones yeah. that were going on around the world, things like that. Um, it, it seems that, that the, the people that gather peacefully, it, it's kind of stopped since then in, in those mass amounts Yeah, um, where everybody's focus was on the 1% and, you know, um, the oil companies, the banking systems, all that kind of stuff. And now our focus is on each other, you know, like we're canceling each other. Now we're more concerned about fucking that guy, Bill Burr, when he came on Saturday night live. And it's like, what the fuck are you saying about black people, Bill Burr? Yeah. You know what I mean? Cancel him, you know, and he's married to an African American, you know what I mean? People, it's like, sometimes we can't even hear what somebody's saying anymore. And this is how censorship affects me. Cause sometimes I have some very, um, poignant, things to say Risky. no poignant like yeah, i have no, a, i have a it point is. coming in there somewhere along the line and i think sometimes people are, are, are often resistant to the things that i'm saying because they have fixed ideas in their head right mm-hmm. um and i think that happens politically like we we align ourselves with this belief system or that belief system and we're we're so uh much into defending our tribe that we can't hear what other people are saying absolutely it's you know, it's I, one thing I think about is when someone says like that, we'll use Bill Burr. I'll just, mm. that joke's offensive. No, no, no. That joke offends you. And that's the thing. That's that, it. That's what it is. That's it. It's like, it offends you. That's it. Like it, it's because you and I, I, we pretty much have an open, like as long as you aren't hateful, like I'll listen, I, I'll laugh at some very, very racist jokes, very sexist jokes, yes. but it's not because I'm not racist and I'm not sexist. So I can see the value of the humor into something, or I can read something that I don't agree with, but I can see the point that someone was trying to make. 
I'm like, I don't necessarily agree with that, but the whole thing of being the first amendment and the like one plus one a is like being able to express yourself freely without repercussion, as long as you're not purposefully damaging, you know, somebody else. Mm. And, but it's, there's a difference between damaging someone else and feeling like that damages you just in the same aspect, because you can't, you can't appease everybody, man. This no, is, this no, is like no. a good example right now. And this is, we, we recorded this after the Grammys happened and I, I, I've happened to catch the Grammys just because it was on TV in my place. I didn't not, I don't even know the last award show I saw, but like Harry Styles, I believe on album of the year. Like I believe if that's what if that's correct. And, um, he didn't even say anything that was like super offensive, but he said, you know, something about, you know, people like me don't, or people, people, people where I come from don't have moments like this. And then like people were attacking him like that. Mm. And I guarantee you, bro, like if you're making it to that level, bro, that's the 1% of the 1% that is able to get to the Grammys. Obviously the committee that's up for debate about how it gets there. It's not the best album of the year, best song of the year. That is who, however you want to believe it. But that is very rare for someone even to win a Grammy. Like, I don't know the number, but I promise you that most people, you know, don't have a Grammy. Yeah, Most no. people that I know don't Hell have a Grammy. No. So guarantee that most people in his neighborhood don't have a Grammy. Yeah. So it is rare. It, his statement was a true statement. But yet it got turned around because there was probably some successful people from his neighborhood. But it's mm. like, bro, he didn't say, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong with that, but that's how I interpreted it. And I was like, good dude didn't even say anything. No, we're hypersensitive and we're waiting to react. <clears throat> yeah. We're hypersensitive react and we're, we're waiting to react. Yeah, dude. It, it, you want to, you want to uh, get 10 opinions, say one thing. Uh, in a room full of 10 people, <laughs> you know, and those opinions could be all over the goddamn board. No, one time I'm a. I'm a Twitter guy. I like to really? I like to tweet oh. here and there. Yeah, Anthony Carlson nine. If anyone's wondering, uh, but one of the things that was funny was I saw this girl once go. So I hope everyone has a good day and wrote the comments on it afterwards were just like I felt bad for the girl. She's like, I just hope everyone has a great day. And if you were, well, blah 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 blah, my life fucking sucks. Why would you want to do this? And she's like, Whoa, 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 man! I literally put this out of the goodness of my heart that I wish positivity on the world. But what's positive when you know slave trade is higher than it's ever been? What's positive? And you're just like, Yo, mm. pump the brakes, kid. Pump the brakes. Not everything has to go to a thousand real quick. You know, we were talking about Bill Burr for a second there a minute ago. I want to circle back to comedy. Yeah. Because I, I just thought of this. You don't probably know where the, the name of this podcast came from, Truth to Power. Do you know where it came from? Did I ever tell you? No, I don't even mm. know what podcast I'm on right now. Oh, yeah. This motherfucker bouncing around <laughs> podcast. I didn't know. No, you seen another podcast behind my back, motherfucker? Nah, nah, bro. I told you I'm loyal. We're going to get right now. Just like I am with my women. Holla at me. Mm. Mm. So, so this is where I actually got the idea. I, I don't even remember where it came from exactly. Uh, it was a, a quote though. And they talked about how comedy speaks truth to power because they said, once you can get somebody to laugh about something, they'll never quite take that thing just as seriously as they did before. So you can, you can have some difficult conversations by getting somebody to laugh at something. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it kind of opens up the door and it, it brings some common ground to it. You know what I mean? And that's why a lot of comics will exaggerate stuff. And, you know, one of my favorite things, and I might even said it on this podcast before uh, that George Carlin ever said is that we were a country of slave owners that wanted to be free. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and, you know, like that's, that makes you laugh, but at the same time, it also makes you look at the forefathers a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. Like it makes you start to look at things a little bit different. And it's all because he got you to laugh and think about it because if you're laughing you're you've got the idea you're thinking about it so that's actually where the 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 title of the show truth to power originated from was the idea of comedy you know well hey thanks for hey thanks for filling me in man i'm Hell happy to yeah. know what i'm doing over here now that's good that's good <laughs> i just when you were just talking like that i just thought about that's the master class of dave Chappelle. Mm. You know, it's one thing he's able to do. It's he's. I mean, if you just oh, have, he's a master. Matt, yeah. well, he's. I mean, some people say he's the goat. You know, but um, well, well, I mean, that's hey. Again, suffer for debate. Suffer for debate. George. I mean, it could be George. Yeah, yeah George. What, George Jefferson. No, George motherfucking Carlin. Oh, oh, okay. Thirteen HBO fucking specials. The motherfucker was the first host of Saturday Night Live. He walked in with his. Is that true? Yes, it is. What? Yeah, what? dude. Do you know how Saturday Night Live started? I don't. Okay, those motherfuckers were doing a, a radio show, right? What? Yep, for, for for a magazine, right? National Lampoon, which uh, went on to make all those movies like Vacation and all that shit. All right, so National Lampoon, them motherfuckers graduated, like, I want to say Harvard. I think they were Harvard graduates. And and they wanted to be able to do kind of what I'm doing a little bit, be able to talk about things and use language like motherfucker, uh, but also be able to talk about political things, right? But not take themselves so seriously, right? Mm. So I really like the whole template of that. And they had a, a radio show and people like, you know, Belushi was on that th- thing and Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, you know, uh, Harold Ramos, all these motherfuckers, right? They were doing this this thing. And um, they were also comics that were doing live shows around New York. And uh, they did this one show and um, they got a standing ovation and people are cheering for them to come back out and do more. And, and um, you know, they were like, well, what do we do? And Harold Ramos, which is one of the guys, says, why don't we just do the same show that we just did? But let's have fun with it. So they did like an improv live version and it went off bigger than than the show. Well, all this led into the creation of Saturday Night Live. So all those comics that that were there came out of National Lampoon, who those guys were starting to go off the rails with drugs and stuff like that. Their magazine was, you know, starting to fall apart. And then they got into the movies and all that. But but that's how Saturday Night Live started. Damn. So all these all these comics, right, uh, which which had strong voices you know, probably idolized George, you know, at the time. And he was one of the biggest people to speak out against censorship, you know, um, which he became my hero. So I, I would say he's more of the goat than, I mean, I will say Chappelle is masterful and I love that motherfucker's comedy, but he has not had the time doing it that Carlin had. I mean, you're talking about a career of over 40 years in comedy. Well, that's just a number. And it's a generational thing. Because mm. if you don't, if you don't know, it's like when people saying, like, if you don't ever see Michael Jordan play, you don't quite understand the impact. Mm. You don't quite get it, you know? So it's just, I can get, see what you say. I mean, I don't, I'm not a historian of comedy, but I definitely know that that guy's made me laugh quite a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Quite kick, a bit. Kicked her in the pussy. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <clears throat> he just won, and he just won a Grammy too. Yeah. You should win a couple of Grammys, yeah. that motherfucker, you know? He quit, though. When he got about two years into his show, he quit that motherfucker. 
That's a, that's a crazy story too, though. Mm. You know, in itself, I can go on that. They wanted him to take corporate money, change his skits, and be a different person. And he said no, so he went to Africa. The censorship, government, censorship. That's they, what I was just about 100%, to say. Hundred percent. It was the censorship aspect of it, and now they try to label him as crazy. You know, he's crazy. Mm. That's why I always was so suspicious, kind of, of the Kanye situation. I mean, he said some fucked up shit, obviously, but. Every time you go against the masses or the political machine, you know, you're crazy. Mm. You're, that's like, oh, this person's off their meds. They're always on drugs. They're always this. And every time it's every, it's like a playbook, you know, just like it is, but that's what it is, man. I mean, propaganda works. We've talked about that many times on this and people want to be part of that tribe. So they'll follow any Messiah if that's what makes them feel more secure. So we, we have this thing, freedom of speech. Right. But before it gets to our speech, we have to have some ideas. And I think that because we we have so much informational access through screens like phones and stuff like that, that that's where our thinking has been subverted. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I came from um, in, in January of 2020, I came from Montreal here into the United States and I'd been living in Canada for a couple of years and the phone I got was a phone from Canada. So when the start of COVID happened, all the news feeds I was getting saw my phone as a Canadian phone. I was getting different news than everybody I knew. You know, very different about what was going on. And I knew it came from, you know, this different country. You know, so just being here in America, um, the information that we get is not clear not always factual. There's an agenda attached to it. And that's the kind of censorship that I think that affects me and you and other people. You know, it's like um, the ideas never even occur to us. Yeah. How are you supposed to know the truth? If the truth is never told. Exactly. Exactly. So um, this is one of the biggest concerns is how much information comes through our phone. And we are not in control of, of that. It is all those companies with agendas right. That, that give us this access to, to words, ideas, and all that kind of stuff. Um, the same thing with news, you know, and all that, uh, I think truth has been subverted, like freedom of the press. We have freedom of the press. Do you think, have we lost it? Yeah. Well, yes, in a sense, it's definitely, well, when only six people own all the news, like news companies, it's there, it's their agenda then. You know, it's at the end of the day. <clears throat> so, but like, it goes with what we were just saying. You don't know if you don't know. Like how are you supposed to? If you're only told one thing, like it's what you're going to believe. Mm. You know, I know we've talked about that before. And it's the same thing with like a person with lies. You tell the lie long enough, you're going to believe it. It just becomes part of your rhetoric. Same exact thing. Mm. You know, if you see it long enough, it's what you know. That's why in 1984, one of the, my favorite favorite things in that whole book is the thought police. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the subtext of it is, you know, and that's that's what cancel culture is to me. It is. It's the thought police. You yeah. can't think that. What, what happened to <clears throat> self-censorship and then leaving everybody else to fuck alone, right? Yeah. Like this is another thing that Carlin said. Hey, there's two knobs on the fucking radio. Mm-hmm. You can turn it off. off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can turn it up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and this is kind of like, I, I think 
So, okay. So like if, if we're, if we are like putting out ideas that other people don't like, it'll never sell. It'll never move off the shelf. You know what I mean? But if you're putting out some stuff that a lot of people, it resonates with them, chances are there's some value there, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I, I really think that like, okay, you take this show right here. Um, do you think this will be one of those shows that floats up to the top of, uh, you know, the, the social platforms based on the content that we have, the topics that we have? No, Mm-mm. no, but that's not why I'm in the game. That's not why I'm in the game either. No, I don't need, I don't, that's, that's a luxury mm. if things were to go better. But the fact that I have an ability to be able to say what I want, how I want, when I want, it's freeing in itself. Fuck yeah. You know? So, I mean, I know we've made many mistakes on this, but I don't give a fuck. I'm perfectly human. Yeah. So it's just like, what am I supposed to do? Just try to be me. You know, there's <clears throat> a woman at my my work, another woman, she goes, you're so peaceful. And I go, because I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> and she she was like, I love that. I was like, yeah, man. I, I go, nothing's going to stop my shine. I don't let anyone else's bullshit stop my shine. Why would I? Mm. I go, All I can control is me. And she was just, she goes, how old are you? And I go, what, you got some nieces? You got some sisters or what? And then she started just laughing again too. But but it was that. And that's why it was, you know, even I, I am myself, work, my family here. This is how I talk. I'm not doing some radio voice. You, I mean, you've talked to me outside of this. This is how I talk. Mm-hmm. There's, this is how you talk. There's, there's no... There's no bullshit in this. This is what we do, who we are, and hopefully you like it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it isn't so much of a big deal if somebody uses profanity to me. It's it's that they will try to stop ideas, you know, mm-hmm. um, shut down ideas, or not talk about this, or not talk about like you know what I mentioned about how I think that they ought to throw away grades, and you know, so many people are resistant to that. It's like the the first thing they'll say, "Fuck no, we can't do that," without ever hearing like why. Like, listen, I've thought this out, motherfucker. I've put some thought into this. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't pull this right out of my ass, and maybe I got some information that might be helpful in this conversation. Why do you say no? You know, because that's the way it is. You know, and sometimes I think that the way we think is controlled. You know, before we even have the ideas because of the information that we're given, you know, you know what I just thought about too. And it's also what you, what you consume regardless, you know, because there's, if you have this mindset of, you know, like sticking with your team, like it's uncomfortable to hear things, but it's even, even when I was a kid and every book that I've read and every book that got me to hear, I still read the same type of books. They're nonfiction books, but they have to do within my, my own you know genre. But occasionally I'll go out and I'll read a book where I was just curious, you know, but, but that's what it is. Cause you just, every, everything you've ever done is just another level on top of who you are today. And you, you don't have a choice that that's the, I mean, you don't I mean you have a choice about what you do always, but that, whatever you got to today is just, you don't have any choice to go back. It's like what you have, it's who you are, it's what you are, it's, you know, but it's all, it all depends on you and that whole thing of, you know, doing what you need to do to make yourself feel, I guess, happy and complete, you know, so. Here's a question. If we don't have access to clear, reliable information that we can trust, then has our thinking become censored by those that control the information? 
Yes. Yes. I don't even know if we know who the fuck's controlling the information. No. <laughs> no. I mean, we, dude, there's, I talk about a lot of people at my work just because it's my life. That's what I do half the day, you know, but there's a woman at my work and she has, she's into the game, bro. She's like into political game. She's, she goes deep in her news. Like she, she's a self, self acclaimed critical or a political whore. So she goes, she's like, I'm just a political whore. You know, if you, if you hear me, what I'm listening to, I'm always listening to news around the world and it's what she wants to know. So she's, she always be telling me so much stuff and I'm just like, wait, what is going on? And she goes, aren't you happy you met me? Because she has, she's opened my eyes to a lot of things that I never really thought about. Mm. And those are the people that I want to be around, you know, because I can only control, like we were just saying, what's in my mind, what I can see through my eyes. But I am like, I get so passionate when I meet someone who is passionate about something like I'm, I'm willing to just sit, let them go, go. Don't, yeah. I'm not going to stop you. And there's times where, you know, I'm doing my job and interview stuff happen where, you know, I'm interviewing somebody and they just go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm talking so much. I go, no, 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 don't stop. Keep going. Cause I just want to listen because they're obviously passionate about something or they're a complete idiot, but, <laughs> but you know, but it's still, even the idiot though is a genius in some right. You know, I mean, there's something in that they're saying though. They obviously have something in their body that they feel a particular way. So it's like, let them, bro, let them go. What's going to happen to me? It's like what I feel about like gay marriage. Like, I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> what's it, what's it going to do with me? Like nothing. Are you in love? Cool. Have at it. Cool. Yeah. Do your thing, man. Do yeah, your thing. Dude. I don't give a fuck, you know? <laughs> and it's like, there's the one thing that's kind of weird is like, with like trans athletes and stuff. That's the only thing where I'm like, bro, that's the one I don't fuck with to where like a man can fight like a woman in like MMA or like take scholarships from women. Like that's the one area where I'm kind of like, we're promoting this now. And it's like, but we can't censor it because then you're, you know, sexist or you're bigot or you're this. And it's just like, but that's the masses telling you that even though you're like, oh, well that motherfucker took my scholarship. Dude, sometimes there's little subtle differences like that idea of equality. I think there's subtle differences of what equality could mean and what it means. You know what I mean? And I feel sometimes like uh, the uh, the word equality is thrown around in this country um, as an idea. You know, like how long did we talk about equality, but we had slaves and people that <laughs> yeah. were denied rights and stuff like that. It's kind of like, you know, the, the politicians, the lion standing in front of a bunch of gazelles talking about equality. <laughs> you know well, that's, that's animal farm. Yeah. You know, yeah. the oppressor becomes the oppressor. Like after he fucking, the one who's getting oppressed becomes the oppressor. Mm. Dude, that's Orwell, bro. He was spitting just facts about mm. the future. Like it's so real. And it's, it happens in every society. It's like power. You know, once you get some, you don't want to give it away. And that's what's happening now. Rather than have the truth come out, it's like, well, I, I can't, you know, relinquish this. I got to keep it. So I'll say whatever I need to say to keep it. So it's kind of a it's sad, but it's the truth, you know? Yeah. I actually think a lot of our freedoms have been taken. Yeah. You know, and this right to assemble. I think that, that they didn't like that shit in 2019 when everybody was getting together all over the world. I don't think that, no, they didn't like that shit at all, uh -oh. man. They didn't like that shit at all. So here, all of a sudden we got this fucking, just a couple months later, here we go with the coronavirus. <laughs> now we've got to socially distance. 
Well, nobody's going to go to fucking protest if you got to socially distance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think that there has been a lot of laws that have been working to get us to stop um, coming together peacefully, actually. Well, like habeas corpus. There's no habeas corpus anymore. You know, after the Patriot Act happened, it opened up just a can of worms. Mm-hmm. They started taking thing after thing after thing. That was the beauty, you know, like Snowden is probably one of the, he's like the true essence of American of trying to do what's best for the people. And now he has, he's just chilling in Russia for the rest of his life. Cause if he comes back home, he's dead. Yeah. Treason. You're a traitor. Is he? Is he? That's a fucking hero in my eyes. I think for a lot of people, he's a hero. Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people, he's a hero. Um, I think that the whole reason why we are here in this country was because we wanted to get away from the same stuff that made him leave this country. Well, it's like you, that uh, thing of we, we left because of taxes and now we tax more people than anything. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just the hypocrisy. But like we said, everyone's a hypocrite. Well, I say this, I say everyone's a hypocrite. And if you don't think you are, you're lying. You, you, we're just too complex beings. There's too many things going on. There's just too many thoughts. There's, you know, I'm not about... I'm not about murdering anyone, but if they do this, I'll murder them. You know, it's like, you know, if like someone was to touch my nephew. Yeah. I'm okay going to jail for that. Mm. You know, it's like those things like that, but I'm not just going to go out and randomly do it, but it's, so it's all situational. So it's just like, it's kind of a weird thing, you mm-hmm. know, but, but censor that. Go ahead, press the censor button. Cause I'm not trying to go to jail. <laughs> I will rewind them back. That shit up. <laughs> yeah. But you know, one of the things I, I was doing research and what I found is that some legislators are trying to pass bills that would discourage or even criminalize peaceful protest, citing them as traffic obstructions, wow. <laughs> right? So if these bills become laws, uh, the constitutional right of assembly, as we know, it would be jeopardized. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think this is really kind of one of the goals. And I think that the separation of people um, has been hugely infected by our media. You know, that that has got us to separate more than anything, which you would think in a a platform like social media, people could come together, you know, but you take the Black Lives Matter thing. Right. So that was a, a movement but I don't know if it ever led to progress. And I'm going to give you a very cool bit of information that you might not know. Okay, you know Kaepernick and how all that shit started, right? With with him taking a knee and, you know, all of a sudden became a national story, mm-hmm. right? Do you know the story of that at all? Like how he decided to take a knee? Yeah, I do actually. Tell the people so in case right, the people so Nate, don't know. Nate, what's his name? Nate? The, the army the guy. The army guy. Yeah. Yeah, so he went over to Kaepernick and he told them about you know, you shouldn't just sit on the bench, you know, because it's bringing, it's bringing eyes to you in a negative light. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you what we do when we have a fallen brother. We take a knee. Okay. We take a knee. So we started taking a knee mm. because that's actually what you're, you know, taking a knee for a stance of something that you believe in, something that you fall, you know, it's fallen, something that it is. So he was actually told by, you know, an army veteran to do what people are doing in the military when another brother's pass. Or when they're, you know, and he did that and then it got flipped on him mm. and it turned like he was un-American when in reality it's the right. most American thing that you could do. Right. Is what the most, like the true essence of what people want to call an American, an army veteran who served tours, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just kind of ironic. Is that? Yeah, okay. that, that's part of it. But I wanted to go in a different direction a little bit. Okay. So I was watching that story. I was in film school at the time. 
And I was paying very much attention to the way all this stuff was playing out and how things were framed. Um, and what I found really interesting was the way that the media reacted and the way that the, the story got twisted. Um, I thought that was interesting. It got reframed. Right. But what was even more interesting was how the NFL handled things in the offseason. They started to change their um, rules because it is a private organization and teams can do what, what the fuck they want. You know, our, our freedom of speech and shit like that. If you're working for a company, it, it, it kind of goes away yeah. a little bit. If you want to work for that company, yeah, yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of thing. So guys were getting told that um, if you want to if you want to protest, remain in the locker room as an act of protest, we don't want to see your ass. Right. <laughs> and then, then come on out. But, um, but if you're going to come out and be a part of the the flag and all that stuff, you need to, you know, show respect. Da, da, da. So they changed the rules in the NFL and they thought that, that was going to solve it. And, and motherfuckers just have their own thinking. They, you know, they make their own choices. They come out and they took a knee anyway, and they did the thing. And so we saw it that year on television. When does football season? September, right? Yep. It starts in September. All of September, we saw those few dudes taking a knee. All of October, we saw some dudes taking a knee, you know. Um, and then all of a sudden, we didn't come November. November, from then on, you would not see a shot on television at all of anyone taking a knee at all. It was stopped. And why was it stopped? What happens in November with football season? Mm, military awareness. Okay. Month. I was, I was thinking I was military. I awareness was like, wait, that's month. the game. We went to that one. Yeah, yeah, we went to the we went to the Seahawks Giants game. Yeah, I was like, wait, that wasn't that in November. I was trying. That's what I was trying to think back. Of. That's the one we went to, the military one. Yeah, I, I thought we were going to fucking kill the world when we watched that I game. Mean, I said we're all on fire, but that's that that's where fucking Jawbreak Boys started coming around that fucking song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, get back on track. Um, this was this was a form of censorship. Businesses try to control the actions of these people, right? And then the television just didn't show it anymore, right? It didn't show it anymore because why? Wasn't safe to think. Yeah. Wasn't safe to think. It wasn't safe for somebody, right? So we have this movement of uh, Black Lives Matter that's to me nothing more than a movement because it never led to progress. I don't know of any progress that came out. And this was a social media thing where people came together and felt very passionately. And the, the whole message was just lost. Yeah. You know, and this is because they don't really want us to have progress. Mm -mm. So to try to get it to happen through the social media stuff, forget about it. But it is a way of, of connecting us through language, right? There is a power there, but that power censored yeah you, you know what i've noticed on when you curse on twitter now it said do you really want to post this mm. it asks you fuck yeah yeah well i mean but i mean the fact that it's even asking you you know it's just another like are you sure you want to twitter gels real facebook gels are real i got one of my brothers that's always in facebook gel it's like a running joke Cause he just says whatever the fuck he wants. Mm. 
<laughs> and he's just, he's always, he's because uh, he's spent some time in jail, but he's like, going back to jail, boys. Mm. And now we know it's the joke because he's living a good life now. But he's, we're <laughs> like, he's like locked up again, Twitter, Facebook jail. <clears throat> Yo, so, uh, maybe you know about this too. And I, um, I can't remember, but someone told me, and I don't know if this is true or not. So maybe you can fact check it is, uh, the national anthem. And like the whole thing of, you know, doing the national anthem, like it, it used to never even be like a big event, like in the NBA, mm. like they, they would never even do this stuff. And then all of a sudden in the last like 20 years, it's just been pushed. Like, I don't remember the NBA as a kid. Cause it was usually just like start time. They would just be like starting. But for some reason, someone was telling me that they used to not do the national anthem in the NBA. I don't know if that's true. I don't I, think I so. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't honest. think it is because it's, it's like a form of you know, patriotism to do your national anthem. I mean, it started with the Olympics and everything to put your, you know, you're up, but maybe, well, I didn't start with the Olympics. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. We, but, we love the, I'm a good guy badge, right? We love, mm -hmm. we love, I'm yeah. American waving the flag, da, 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 da. But see, American things is like what Kaepernick did. He challenged something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we did the most un-American thing. We don't like what you're saying. Blacklist him. Yeah, we don't like well, what no, you're he, saying. I mean, he, had no, he had no career, like a professional career after that. Yeah. Like there was none. And the owners were like, well, we can't have this. I mean, not to say that he was, you know, Joe Namath or anything of that nature. But, I mean, he was definitely better than some of the quarterbacks that were in the NFL. But it just mm. shows that it didn't matter. I, th I think there's so much that gets framed when it comes to media. It's insane. So here's a conspiracy. And I know you're going to get Let's excited. Go. Ooh, that motherfucker Let's getting excited, go. dude. I just got hype my face. What? Yeah, this is a conspiracy. <laughs> now, this is, this is third-person conspiracy stuff. So Let's you're going to have to forgive the inaccuracy that's coming out of my mouth right now. I have a cousin that I love. And he tells me some things sometimes uh, that I'm like, oh, that's fucking interesting as fuck. And I don't know exactly where he gets his news, but sometimes some, sometimes it kind of comes across as conspiracy. And and what are you talking about was the January 6th thing. And he was telling me that there was um, a person that's been under investigation that was there when the whole group decided to march on the thing. And he was carrying a sign and got everybody excited and let's go. And then as soon as everybody walked inside, he walked the fuck off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and they, they've got video of all this stuff. And, and you know, so his his thing and whatever news source he got this from, he's like, you know, I, I think it is uh, staged to get people to be there. And then that person that initiated that just disappeared, you know, and it, it, it's like, does our government do that shit? Do they fucking send motherfuckers in there to stir the pot? Yeah. Fuck yes. Fuck yeah. Bro, that was like the World Trade Center in San Francisco. Mm. Like that's what I've I've heard. That was all government done. And there is a World Trade Center in San Francisco, as, or in, excuse me, in Seattle. What is San Francisco in Seattle? The one happened in like '96. Yeah, yeah. That was I heard that was staged. I've heard the one percenters were staged. You know, to get things going up because once you can have a riot, you know, it has a negative connotation to it. So then it's not a good cause. It's so easy for the media then to portray something as not a good thing because look how many people were hurt. Look how many people were killed. Hmm. Like if you keep doing that, more people are going to die. Well, guess what, bro? People go to war every fucking day and die, but that's okay. You know, cause we're protecting America. Well, yeah, but we're t protecting freedom of speech. I thought that was the most important thing. 
twice number one, one A. But only if you say it, you know, again, I'll say it, you know, you can say whatever you want to say as long as you say what we tell you to say or can say. So there was a president that said this. Let me guess the president. Go ahead. Oh, I want you to guess this motherfucker. Okay. 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 He warned that disloyalty must be, this is his words, crushed out in the United States. That those disloyal had sacrificed their rights to civil liberties. He didn't like people talking shit about a war, basically. Right? Can you guess which president? Well. You ain't never going to get this motherfucking shit. I bet you don't even know this dude. Bet you don't even know him. It is Theodore Roosevelt. Fuck, dude. That's so wrong. Damn it. I had that bitch thinking he was right. I know you did. That was uh, Woodrow Wilson. Oh, that would have been my next guess. So 1917, Congress passed the (laughs) Espionage Act of 1917, the first federal legislation against disloyalty. Mm. Mm. By 1918, inactions uh, that seriously threatened the First Amendment amendment freedoms that would likely not be upheld today. So they, they were really back then- Right. Trying to get people to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You know, if you didn't like what the fuck we're doing. Right. Um, And, you know. What year was that again? uh, Well, I don't know what year he said that shit, but Congress passed that act, the Espionage Act in 1917. 1917? Yeah. One seven. Yeah. This is back like World War I time. This was the war that that fuckface there was, was saying, you know. And, you know. I I feel like we as Americans should have the right to go, wait a minute, that's fucked up. Even if everybody else is saying that this is right, right? There's, there's a, it could be a minority of opinion that, that is right. You know what I mean? Just because the whole group is saying this doesn't mean that it's right. Well, you it's know? Muhammad Ali. Hmm. You know, I ain't going to suit no Viet Cong. I hate no Viet Cong. Viet Cong don't hate me. Why would I go over there? Well, you're going to lose your title. You're going to go to jail now. What? Because I didn't want to go to war and kill people out of nothing to do with it. Like what? Mm. It was the whole process of Vietnam. You know, in hindsight, those motherfuckers were right. You know, and we talked about this in other ones. People coming back, they don't take care of our people. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, go fight this pointless war. And we're going to put stipulations on how you can fight the war. But, um, you know, we're profiting though. So we got to make this go for another two years. But fuck the families, fuck the people, fuck everyone else's interest, because there's a few interests that actually matter. And and I think that they've won in a way, because I, I mentioned this one time on the podcast, the last debates we had, we had four debates. Nobody talked about either war, mm-hmm. not Afghanistan, not Iraq, yeah, 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 yeah. never even came up never in conversation. We're in two fucking wars and we don't have one question for either president about what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And nobody thought to ask. Censorship gets us to think oh, no, the no. same, oh, dude. No, yeah, yeah. Well, someone questioned the thought to ask, but they didn't, but they got shunned real quick. I mm. guarantee it, man. Someone said, well, are we going to talk about the war? Anyway, moving on. Well, I don't know if I don't know if that's necessarily the case that they, they shut it down. But like we, we talked about the ideological subversion and there's a period of normalization. I think that's where we've been with those wars is a period of normalization where it's not even on our minds anymore. Yo, you want to know something that uh, I heard once on a podcast is for all this war that's going on, there's ever there's never death shows on TV. Do you know that? Mm. Bro, it's always graphics. 
And then there was this, it was this video and they were showing about even when they killed like Osama bin Laden, there's no video of it, but it's just graphics of how it would happen. But there's never any death actually shown on TV that's real besides, you know, that's in war, in war. And mm-hmm. I've, I've thought about this for a long time. That's coincidental that we're talking about this, but I don't remember ever seeing anybody die from war on TV. Hmm. Just think about it. <laughs> it's not as it, it's not as bad as it really is. Here's something to think about. Um, I forget how many years we've been a country. I want to say it's like 280, like 1776, 284, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, something like that. I, I I I knew it not too long ago. I forget, but over 280 years we've been uh, a country, right? How many years do you think we've had where we've we've not been engaged in war or conflict? Is it 12 or 19? 15. Oh, see, well, hey, if you add those two up and divide, no, I knew it was, I knew it was a teen though. You knew it was a teen. How'd yeah. you know that shit, dude? Bro, you know me. I just know some random shit. I got facts, dude. Yeah, yeah. I need to get some dumb motherfucker in here working with me because this dude's too smooth ass smart. Nah, man. I try to be informed because I'm saying, fuck the man, fuck the system. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I just like to, but I've, I've heard that. I, I think I've even heard without in the world, there mm. hasn't been more than. Like in the the new age, I don't think there's been, I think it's three years of like peacefulness in the history of mankind. 15 years, 15 no, years. No, no, no. The, no, of, no, I'm not talking America. Oh. I'm talking about the world. Oh, you mean where the world. Like the world, there was only been three years and they weren't consecutive. There's like one, one, if you add it all up, like some, I heard this before. There's only three years altogether in the history of mankind, that war wasn't going on somewhere. Civilization, man. Well, yeah. In those places that were uncivilized, uncivilized, those savages, right, that we found over here in America, they weren't like us. Nah, bro. You know what I mean? Well, they weren't like you. Those, they, those were my people, they, bro. They weren't like us with all the fighting, dude. Those mm-hmm. motherfuckers were peace pipe. It was the peace pipe. Yeah, bro. They had the peace pipe. Let me throw it back. They has that devil's lettuce, dog. DMT, <laughs> let's go. Shaw, man, baby, let's go. Here, here's a dude, uh, Daniel... Ellsberg, a former defense analyst who leaked the famous Pentagon Papers to New York Times and other newspapers, faced charges under the Espionage Act that and went to trial in Los Angeles 1973. Right? He faced charges of espionage, leaking this stuff to newspapers. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Like, aren't we supposed to have freedom of the press aren't we supposed to have the information out there and i mean posta posta so the thing is that i look at is if if we are you know somebody's facing charges under the espionage act because we don't like what the fuck the press is talking about um and this is 1973 with the amount of control that that's existing now um how many how many people get silenced Right. Before they even print one word. Right. How many people get silenced before they put the articles out? Mm. You know. Dude, that's a very good question. I mean, we'll never know. Mm. We'll never know. But I, I guarantee you it's a hefty number. Censorship gets us to think the same. Them whips crack ideas back that stain. It's like we're fucking slaves, dude. Well, we are. We're slaves. We, we've... I mean, we are. I mean, 
I don't, I don't know any other way to say it. So but. where our First Amendment came from, a lot of people don't realize that it, just because it's the first doesn't necessarily mean it came first. It actually came after other the, the amendments were there, right? Yeah. Um, James Madison was was one of the dudes that kind of drove this in, right? He believed that people needed their fundamental freedoms to be protected, and it was the government's responsibility to do so. How are they doing with that responsibility these days? Mm. Not good. Well, they're doing great in their interests. It's mm. the thing, man, is a lot of this stuff is, if we don't do these things, the, you know, it'll fall apart. You know, they, they, I don't even know if people have good intentions when it comes to, you know, masses, maybe the people, but not up at the, you know, the highest level of government. But, you know, when you hear certain things, especially when people from the different parties or the two main parties, when they do the same thing and then you hear like someone talk about it and how this one's bad and this one's good, this one's justified and this one's not. Yeah, you both are fucking garbage and doing what's the best interest of you and your homies. You ain't doing what's best for us because if it was, taxes would be much lower. We wouldn't have fucking potholes everywhere. Yeah, but guess what? We paid another 22000 for a Hawk missile, mm. you know, because that's what it is. Like, you know, there's a lot, and I've thought about this too. There's a lot of nations throughout history that we don't know anything about that were probably great at one time. We have this unique factor that we have two oceans around us and the biggest military on the planet. So I don't think in our lifetime... United States is going to fall. I don't think that personally. Mm. I, I mean, I just don't. It just, just, and that's just, well, you can, that's up for debate. It's whatever. You know, that's my opinion. Let me freely speak. Mm. And, uh, but it wouldn't be, I mean, it's not uncommon for empires to fall. You know, eventually this shit's going to catch up with you. You know, like they say the whole thing, man, you turn the power grid off in America. Let's see what happens. You know? The food shortage is already happening, bro. It's only a matter of time before riots happen. Mm. People need to eat. What happens when there's no drinking water? But yet, you know, the echelons of financial status. Or drinking water suspect now. Well, yeah, man. I know. I've heard about that too. You put fluoride in it, it makes you more feminine. I don't mm. know. That's another conspiracy theory I've heard. So. Well, it is It is a conspiracy <laughs> thing that's out there, but there is no reason to put fluoride in our water. No, you don't need it. You, you don't need it at all. And maybe, yeah, maybe that shit is good for the teeth. Maybe. <laughs> but you know what? There's, there's a lot of fucking practices in dentistry today that we don't have to fucking put this shit in, well, <laughs> in our four water. Four out of five doctors said, yeah, the fifth one got shot. You know? So here's something <laughs> interesting. You know, you know what the pineal gland is in the brain? Yeah, yeah. Frontal lobe, boy. This is the Egyptian eye. Did you yeah, know that? I, yes. Okay. It's my conspiracy theory, man. Oh, it's, you got the conspiracy theory. Oh, part of the thing ancient, about fluoride, you know where that what what they said it does to that that gland? It closes it. It calcifies it. Yeah. Closes it up, baby, so you can't use it. That's that third eye trying to get you to that next level. Yeah. Keep them slaves where they is. Yeah, man. Well, it's just like it is. I've heard that. You know, it's um. There's so many things. That's why when I hear things about like civilizations, everything, I was like, bro, if you can just let people actually expand to the most ability, bro, we'd be living 50 times doper than the Jetsons. Mm. If you really cared. Like I think about that if you had a bunch of Nicholas Teslas on the flip and like two bad apples, mm -hmm. like, they would be gone and we'd be living 
be traveling the galaxy by now. We'd be like floss in paradise. You know what that reference is from? No. Fifth element, dog. Oh. That's from my peeps out Bruce. there. Bruce. Yeah. Bruce. The best Chris Tucker role of oh, all dude, time. Oh, dude, that was his no. best. Yeah. Well, floss in paradise. Say he was better than Friday when he was smoky. Mm. You he ain't got good. no job. Yeah, well, bro, I, I have got fired up when I wasn't at, on a Friday when I wasn't at work before in my life. Well, I got in trouble. I didn't get fired. I ended up quitting the next week. Why'd you but, get fired, dude? I want to know. Do you really want to know? I do. Dude, because there was this punk-ass motherfucker that wanted to become manager at this place. I took over his position as the head of inventory, and then he he didn't get the job, so he came back into the inventory crew. He was like, well, I'm going to come back and run this day, and I go, fuck, no, you're not. I leave, he puts out all this product. This is when I was working in the cannabis industry and you have to put things into the system. It's called Green Bits in Washington. And if you don't do it, it's actually illegal to be out there. He put all this shit out there when I wasn't there and I got all the blame on him because I didn't, because I knew better. Mm. So then I went in like the next day and then they tried to demote me. We, we unionized and then I was like, well, I'm not taking a pay cut. So then my hours got shorter. My, I was doing the... Two hours before close opening. So I still had quite my, you know, 13, 14 hours. So I, I, it wasn't illegal. So finally, I just said, fuck this place. And then I was out. I've been fired once in my life. <clears throat> and it was the craziest thing. What happened with you? They, they didn't want to give me my paycheck. <laughs> what? Yeah. And I, I, I complained and the motherfuckers fired me. I was like, what? So here's the thing, like this company was the start of the housing market crash. It was an electric company and they weren't paying their bills at the, the electrical supply store. We started showing up and they'd not give us anything because those motherfuckers weren't paying their bills. So we knew something was going on funny with the money. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. on Friday, they'd put our paychecks. This is back, no, no direct deposit wasn't really going yeah, yeah, on yeah. back then. Um, or at least not much, not in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had cubby holes where our paycheck would be. And mine and another dude's wasn't in there. And they knew I was moving to Washington. They knew I was coming here to Seattle, right? And um, I guess they were like, well, we ain't got to really pay that motherfucker. He's about to leave, right? So that was a Friday. And I, I called up the dude and he says, oh, I'll drop it off at my brother's place, right? The <laughs> yeah. owner's brother. And just go over to his house and pick it up. Well, I tried all weekend. That <laughs> motherfucker wasn't around. Monday, oh, shit, your check is on the floor of my truck. Right now, I'm looking at it right now. I'm going to swing by the job and drop. I got the run around, the run around, dude. It was days later. I'm still getting the run around. And I said, look, man, it's 7 a.m. I'm not going to pick up a tool until I get a paycheck. Now, they hold back two weeks. What? Right? They hold back two weeks. So, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I got you. So I'm halfway through that third week without a paycheck. That's almost three weeks that I've worked without money. And I, don't, and I see them not paying their bills. And I told them I'm not going to work until I get my paycheck. And they fired me. So if it was here in Washington, they would have been up Shit's Creek without a paddle because this is not a right to work state and the laws are actually in favor of the employee and not the employer. But this was fucking Florida, right? Well, and in man, fucking wait. Florida, it's a right to work state. Now, if you don't understand what that means, sounds nice, isn't. All the laws are in favor of the employer and he had every right to fire me. Apparently, what the state of Florida told me what I needed to do is file a grievance. And I said, well, how long is a grievance going to take? Well, probably about six weeks. I said, so what? I'm supposed to keep working, right? I'm living paycheck to paycheck. How in the fuck am I supposed to be, <laughs> yeah. you know, working for six weeks and filling out a grievance to get some action by the state to get this employer to fucking pay me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not in reality. Nah. Right? 
but yeah, that was how I got fired. And this mm. is this is how our government protects us in right to work states like Florida. Mm. God, I'm hot. Yeah, Fucking pissed. Yeah. See, this is why we have to say fuck. Yeah, man. Fuck. And I and I'll I'll do it if fuck. There's 28 right to work states in this country. They're winning. Yeah. Absolutely. They're winning. Absolutely. And what people don't realize is except for four states that are right to work states, places like Utah, mm. where the population is smaller, mm. predominantly white, that type of stuff, right? But other than those four states, all of those other states, those 24 states that are right to work, they have higher rates of crime. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to be a victim of a crime. You're more likely to have divorce. You're more likely to have suicides in the family. You're more likely to be arrested. You're more likely to be a victim of homicide. You're more likely to have alcoholism or drug addiction. I mean, there's so many things. You're, you're more likely not to have your kids go to college, right? You're more likely not to get health care in your lifetime. You're more likely to die early. Damn. Yeah, so much goes back to the way we work, right? The, the whole thing right to work state, Hmm. That that right to work idea, it came out of what they did to react to what the unions accomplished with the 1938 Fair and Standards Fair and Standard uh, Fair Labor and Standards Act. Hmm. Right, that was what the unions kind of won. Five years later, something called, came out called um, the Mohawk Valley Formula, which was a formula of propaganda to undermine the union leadership. Right. They, they realized that it, acts of violence weren't going to stop us anymore. Right. They used to try to send pay off the cops send the cops in, bust some fucking heads, break up the, the strike, stuff like that. It wasn't working. We were having uh, political power and they saw this. So five years later, this this Mohawk Valley formula got implemented, which was uh, propaganda type stuff. So they wanted to change the way we thought about things. And the phrase right to work sounds nice. Right. It's supposed to sound nice. This is the type of propaganda that came out of the Mohawk Valley formula. Right. And it's winning. It's winning. Right. Um, Back when that Fair Labor and Standards Act was, the union ship was still growing. And in the 50s, we reached our pinnacle. But that Mohawk Valley formula started to have some progress after a little while. And Hmm. the, the numbers started to decline. So in the 1950s, when the unions here in the United States was almost 40% of our workforce. We had the longest life expectancy in the world. We were number one for life expectancy. We lived longer than everybody else. Now we're number 46. As soon as the labor started to decline and these right to work states and all this type of stuff, people started to die younger. Mm. People started to die younger. And you can follow the decline of unions and the decline of our life expectancy because so much of what we do is tied to work. But you know what? A lot of conversation doesn't happen because we're fucking censored, right? These conversations, up, these conversations, just like the wars that we were we were in, didn't make it to the presidential debates. Labor issues don't very much make it into the Zip conversations. Up, you don't want to be a problem. <laughs> but this is stuff that that yeah. I feel should yeah. be talked about. Hundred percent, man. And that's why we have mm. truth to power. This is why we have truth about it. And I feel like we've been going on for a bit. I don't even know what time it is. Dude, I know what time it is. We've been, yeah. It was, well. Is it closing time? So there is one last thing I kind of oh, want to talk not about. Not yet, So yet. this is called the, the Clear and Present Danger Act. 
And <laughs> no, I, I really think that there are some good things when it comes to censorship. Um, I, like I, I believe in self-censorship, right? But I do think that there are things that um, can be more harmful than good if said, right? Um, it doesn't mean that it shouldn't be talked about, but maybe it doesn't need to make it to our media and stuff like that. And this is what the Clear and Present Danger uh, Act did. It, it looked at two independent conditions. First, the speech must impose a threat, right? That is a substantive evil might follow, right? And the second is that the threat is is real and imminent. So if if the things that our language is doing uh, poses a, a, a threat, you know, yeah, we need to fucking rein that motherfucking shit in. True. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I don't think that anybody is really... <laughs> is really responsible that's in control of the censorship stuff because so much that clearly makes it into our language is meant to do damage, is meant to separate people, is meant to hold people back. You know? Facts. Hashtag facts. Yeah, man. It's confusing. It's a deep topic. Every topic is deep. We've talked about that before too. Yeah, but I think there's only three topics on this show. Morality, self-expression, and labor issues. Mm. No, I want to pick a Edu- fight. Education. I want to no, pick a fight with somebody's philosophy, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That came from John Locke over 400 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And those three things deal with, in my mind, the right to life. To me, the right to life doesn't mean a lot of things. Right. Like, what does that mean? Right. He talked about it in terms of his religion. I think that the right to life in this country should mean access to health care. So one of the topics that is a reoccurring topic on this show is health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, health, health. Really? Because this thing's fucking me up. So health is one of the things that is is my my core. Yeah. The other thing is education, and the other thing is labor. And I think that's the right to life, liberty, and the freedom, you know, the pursuit of happiness. I think those are mm. the three things that he was kind of talking about, even though he wasn't really talking about healthcare in that, that first thing, he was talking about how God gave us uh, life and that no man could deny us life and you know, all this and that, but it doesn't really mean anything as an American, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's like an empty statement. It's an idea that sounds nice, like right to work state. Mm-hmm. Patriot act. But really everything on this show kind of goes back to health, education and labor. And aliens. And aliens. Yeah, don't forget the aliens. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's the premise of what our country is and what is always going to be talked about because they're three of the most important things that advance, you know, you to the next level. I mean, if you can live longer, you can accomplish more things. Mm-hmm. If you could do what's best for people, it's going to be for the best. If you can educate your youth, you'll be able to have a better future, you know? So... Yep. Well, we will visit this topic, I'm sure, at some point. I feel like we didn't say enough, but we probably did. Uh, I don't know. People probably want me to shut up, so <laughs> it's probably a good time to get out of here. It's your boy, as always, Ace Cannon, and I got my man. Curious G. Parting thought? 
once you realize how seldom people think of you, your life will be better. That's not even my quote. That's someone else's quote, but something like that. I don't think people think about me that much. Exactly. I think people in their own little worlds. Exactly. Mm. But a lot of people think they do. Don't you know who I think I am? <laughs> I, 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 got, I got a few ideas. Motherfucker, don't you know who I think I am? I, I got a couple ideas. Oh, censorship gets us to think the same. Censorship gets us to think the same. Yeah. Them whips crack ideas back that stain. Ouch. Mm. All right, this is Truth to Power. We out. If you feel I'm filth offensive, giddy up with hands hard defensive, but Buttercup will never get connected if it were. So, Sean, tattoo, huh? This week? This is the week. This, this uh, is the week. This is the week. Um, some songs are um, important to me, or I feel important to some certain things, but this, this song right. is important to all of my projects because this song deals with censorship. Um, yeah. 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 It, it, it is something that I feel very strongly about. Um, but I wanted to, mm. in this song kind of capture something that a lot of people didn't know. Do you remember how we built this song? Refresh my memory. Um, the this drums. One's been a while too. It's the drums. Do you remember the drums oh, of yeah. New Orleans? Yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> you so had we sent me a couple different, um, a different, a couple different New Orleans bounce like swinged drums, if I remember correctly, on YouTube to listen to and get inspired by. Right. Yeah, it was uh, the the drums of New Orleans. I wanted to get a beat yes. that kind of connected yes. to New Orleans, and I wanted to right, focus right. on the drum because. The drum is actually the only American-made instrument. Every really? other, yeah, every other instrument that exists has been made in other places. The drum set was made here, right? So percussion. A long time ago, people had a percussion section. There would be people playing different percussive instruments, but right. the the black community couldn't afford that shit, right? The jazz players, the blues players, those motherfuckers couldn't afford that shit. Right, they couldn't afford a percussion section, <laughs> so a dude says to himself, "I know how to fucking tap dance. What if I made some drums that I could play with my feet?" Ah. And in the black community, they invented the first drum set here in America, and it was an economic thing. It didn't have shit to do with nothing else, mm. right? But <laughs> we can we can be entertaining, right, mm. and make some money without having a whole percussion section and paying all those guys. So right. the drum set was made. Now s drums had existed and cymbals had existed, but nobody had ever put it together as a drum set for one person to play, and that was an American thing. You know, so I wanted like to actually- Like the modern drum set, like the modern- with The, the modern the drum tom, set. The kick, the snare, yeah. the hi-hat, yeah. the cymbals, really? Yeah, really? yeah, we put it together as the only American-made instrument. And I wanted to kind of pick the drum as the most important thing in this song. So if you listen to that beat, like that beat is steady through the whole thing, but I'm trying yeah. to hit on beat with my lyrics as much as possible. In fact, I'm playing. Oh, I definitely, I definitely got that uh, during the mixing process. And the first time you spit it, I was like, wow, 
His, yeah, yeah, I'm I, playing I, with that beat, and sometimes we yeah. interweave my my lyrical pattern and that in that beat, right? Like I'm playing around with that shit. So it is mm. in a lot of ways. Um, if it wasn't for the drum, this song would be nothing. But I, I specifically wanted the New Orleans type beats because if you look at the the black community in um, New Orleans and Louisiana, it's a little different than a lot of other places. Um, right. A lot of plantations, they wanted the the slaves to lose their heritage. They wanted them to lose their religions. They wanted them to lose a lot of their identity, right? But not so much in Louisiana, which is why the Cajun food is so different because it was actually African spices added to French and Spanish cuisine. So they actually were hmm. able to put some individuality into the type of cooking, which is why it's unique in all of the world. You know, hmm. uh, the religious practices to this day, they still celebrate death and things like that in New Orleans because that was some of the practices that came out of Africa. So hmm. this song, Tattoo, deals with censorship and the way we cut out ideas or information sometimes from groups of people, you know, that we don't value, you know. Right. So this song in, in itself is, is about that is about kind of silencing ideas. And in Louisiana, they didn't do that. And look how much we love Cajun food, man. Look at how much we yeah. love some of that music that comes out of there. Right. You know, right. Uh, this this song to me is, you know, and it wasn't a black and white thing, even though like there's some of that in, in the, the story of Tattoo as far as what I'm talking about. But I don't see mm -hmm. it just as like a black and white thing, right? Like this goes beyond race. You know, we always see others as not having value, you know, and discount what they actually have to offer. Now, I have one question. What I always wondered, where did the title tattoo come from? Like, what does that what does that mean? I always wondered that. Well, because that's the way people see us sometimes is a tattoo, this fixed picture, this caricature that never changes. Mm. Like, oh, that's that mm. motherfucker right there, right? Like we see him as a tattoo, right? Words mm. become the stains, tattooed skin, mm. judged, framed, right? Those are the lyrics in the hook. Got it. Right? Like we're judging people. We're framing them in our perception. And that, that tattoo never changes. But people evolve, people change, right? But we don't see that. Right because we don't have value for that person. You know, uh, you could take this podcast as an example. Like we use a lot of profanity on this podcast, right? How many people don't, do not like that and discount everything that we're going to say because of that, you know, but this, this is part of that battle for censorship. You know, we want to be able to say ideas and words <laughs> if we're doing it in a responsible <laughs> way, you know, we don't want the word police. As opposed to irresponsibly cursing. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, what, have, what are our words in, intending to do? Are we intending to bring people together or divide people? You know? And on this right. show, we're trying to bring people together. You know? Absolutely. And we'll, we'll do some things and I say some things. You know, I'm trying to be funny sometimes, but there's an idea underneath there. You know, sometimes we can't look at everything so serious. You know, some of my jokes I know can be a little bit sick and a little raunchy and things like that, but they always have a point somewhere in there. And I am talking about something. Um, the difference between pornography and art is art has a point. So that nudity in art, there's a point for that nudity to be there, right? But if it's just nudity for the sake of nudity, you're making pornography. And that's how people define that. So in, in my music, like I try to be free with a lot of things. And one of them's humor. In fact, in this song, I actually tell a joke. 
What was that joke again? Oh, you never, did you ever catch that in the first verse about the, um, uh, no, I, I, I definitely did, but let the people know. <laughs> well, so we've made so many songs. I don't know which ones you remember and which ones you don't, but I don't know if this one's rememberable. I had to do, that's why I had to do a refresher. I got to remember tattoo, uh, very well. Um, yeah. Let, let the people know about the joke though. <laughs> you know, the problem with, uh, pussy in prison. Why is that? Always or smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's in the lyrics in the first verse. And I think I said it a little bit more eloquent than that. But, you know, like, it's just the idea of, like, what is it that we find so unacceptable about words? Right. You know, it's the ideas that really we, we sometimes have a problem with. But how are we going to ever talk about things if we can't talk about things? You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the idea no. here. No, for sure. Um, when we, um, back to kind of like the, the drums, the New Orleans drums, I remember, um, did we, did we get together and just layer a bunch? I'm just thinking, because the drums are so full and there's so much percussive sounds on here. Did we just layer, layer, layer on here, Sean, if you remember? Be honest with you, I don't exactly remember. I know we had a lot of discussion about drums on this one. Um, yeah, that was the main thing. I was like, dude, do we need this, this? And you're like, no, drums, 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 yeah, yeah, New this, Orleans drums. If this song yeah. had nothing but drums, it would still work. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because you don't I, need I, anything I think else. I remember just being in Ableton and just layering kicks, snares, percussive things. There's, there's, If you actually like listen to this song like as a whole... And then go back and like listen to all the little details. There's so many different like not repetitive drum sounds in here, Sean. If you've, I know you've listened to it, but for the for the viewers out there, there is so much little like ear candy sprinkled in this, Sean. Like oh yeah, wise, xylophone, man. There's a lot. Another percussive a instrument. You know, we're we're hitting on that xylophone in there. You know, I think we doon, hit doon, a little. Doon, yeah. Doon, 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 doon. Yes, dude. Yeah, <laughs> we were trying to be percussive, right? <laughs> But, yeah, you know, man. that drum is a little bit like a heartbeat, isn't it? You know, and, and it so, is. so so is uh, American ingenuity, right? And sometimes right. we don't like places that things come from, but we love the drum set, <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. we want to discount this whole community at, at, back then, you know, as not um, having things of value, you know, when it came to music, perhaps. Um, but in, in, in the world of progress right how much do we value the drum set today did you know that you could look up the word dictionary in the goddamn dictionary if you didn't know what a dictionary was how did you know where to look for the definition Fuck censorship. TV will cut out words like cum tumbler and poontang. Meanwhile, most television comedy deals with the veiled dick joke. Guess censorship just missed innuendo. Probably busy worrying about nipples. Holy shit, are we terrified of boobs. Here's one of my crazy opinions. COVID has killed way more people than nipples. You see... In the 1800s, side boob was considered to be obscene. Under boob 
Well, that was smut. But the nipple, pornographic. However, cleavage, well, that was completely expected. When it comes to tits, I guess it just matters how you look at it. Censorship still protects Americans from the unprotected nipple. A nipple is rapist bait. Any evangelist will tell you that. My question, when did America start removing politically incorrect subject matter and begin replacing it with personally incoherent worldviews? Maybe it was when we became the Brady Bunch brand. The Brady Bunch won eight awards, including most popular made-for-TV made. You know, shit we all can relate to. Maids. Alice was made for TV because we never saw her nipples. Don't know if we ever wanted to see Alice's nipples. But the Brady Bunch was nominated for categories like Most Memorable Food Fight. Oh, and <laughs> Most Beautiful Braces. Not only were these topics of comedy that showed up on the show bullshit, but what kind of awards were these? Participation awards? I think guys like Harvey Weinstein would have nominated the Brady Bunch for the most fuckable kids. Back then, the producers didn't call them awards. They called them parts. Tara Reid, 80 film credits. Now, you do the math. That's a minimum of 286 dicks. Back then, Me Too, that wasn't a movement. It was more of a vetting process. Hey, you want the pot sunshine? Me too, eh? I say, fuck the Brady Bunch. Give me all in the family. 22 Emmy Awards discussing racism, sexism, and questioning the government. Since all in the family, censorship has become the book burning of our time. Today's TV humor is veiled dick jokes without saying fuckstick or Alabama black snake. That's the fun part. What has become of freedom if we are not free to offend? To say something like, hey, wear a mask, dipshit. <laughs> not that I give a fuck. What's more American than saying, well, that is one point of view, but I think it's fucking stupid. It is in our history to be completely offensive and to carry a gun. Hell, it works for Christians. JFK said, We need more new ideas for more wise men reading more good books and more public libraries, and these libraries should be open to all. Well, except for the censor. We must know all the facts and hear all the alternatives. Let us welcome controversial books. For the Bill of Rights is the guardian of our security as well as our liberty. I mean, we could ask him what he meant by that, but then again, somebody shot that dude. We don't hear that kind of talk anymore. <laughs> well, perhaps because we shot everyone who said it. All those books have been burned. I say never trust any self-censored comic who owns more than three sweaters, carries around a fishbowl of sleeping pills, and Molly wearing a backpack full of dildos, but refuses to say the word fuck. That comic went full tilt Cosby 
but you won't read that shit in a book. Well, that was our episode on censorship. Hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we're talking about something a little simpler. Food. This week's song is for the table. Food. Are you hunger? A feast lays waste along a banquet of taste. For sure we can drown dark wine. Intoxicated lips, she parts with a kiss, a wink, or sweet heartbreak bite. Let not me forget this feast of dirt, blood, sweat, life. Food? I take my food serious. Everything we do is for the table. Can't live with breath, words give alone. I get my grub on, like she get her rub on. We get honey stick sweet on the table. How long? Go on without. I get delirious, serious, and for true. I get furious. I don't know how long you were able to keep going without food. I came to hit every plate at the table, but this world has got us in some kind of state. Unstable. Self-serve line grows in price. Now I'm that labor and that wage. Everything's increased like the poverty rate. Builds up like a flood, strikes like a jailbreak. Piles up, breaks on the gate, or like a reckless poet gets wrecked on the page. If in your life, wait. Hungry and get long to wait before it straight up gnaws off that famished taste off any ass we get whilst we wait. Eat shit, y'all came to eat. See all my friends, we came to feast. Something may die cause we digs on meat. The sweet talk tongue, forgot all day to eat. Locked in tight on one bad peach. Swallow your pride, sauce so sweet. Brown here, shit, it's what I eat. Choices choose quick. Get them up hot, let them stick. Hungry hunts by spear, by stone, by trick. All hands on deck. Hungry, money, caught, sought, hard to get. Time to eat, yeah, they got that check. Time to eat, yeah, they got the check. Time to eat, yeah, they got that check. Got that check. Locks the chains. <laughs> what was his before he knew them names? <laughs> Ain't it food? Huh?
Am I your master? Ain't a bunker. Or your slave? Ain't a bunker. Shit don't eat till we fall to graves. Talk got that way. Tick tock clock talk got that way. Tick tock clock talk got that way. Tick tock clock talk got that way. Uh. <laughs> 